Captain Pete, we had uh, one of our followers that had actually emailed in recently, and he said, I struggle with decoy placement. It seems like no matter what, birds hang up just outside the decoys or they don't decoy at all. Uh, he said he's got plenty of water movement, just can't seem to decoy the ducks. Now, I know you hunt a, a lot of ducks out in open water, uh, but what advice would you have for him? Well, I mean, if they're if they're decoying outside the decoys, I guess the first thing to try would be move the decoys in closer. Uh, then you've got to determine what your range is. And for the normal person, the range is about 40 yards, maximum range. We have people that hunt with us that consistently shoot and kill at 70 yards. That's not normal. Um, if you can, if you can figure out what your range is, put your decoys inside that range, and it depends on what kind of birds. If you're dealing with puddle ducks and things like that, they are used to, uh, to, uh, land-based predators, and you've got to be a little bit well hidden. If you're dealing with uh, divers and stuff like that, they really don't care. Uh, sea ducks, they don't want to bump into the blind. So uh, 40 yards, normal range, put your decoys 20 to 30 yards, and if they get within 10 yards, 30 feet of the decoys, you need to start shooting. Sure. And that's, that is great advice. Um, you know, and that's what's been cool about this for us is, you know, every guide, uh, in different areas of the country or, or like you, you hunt, I, I know a lot of open water. Uh, it's different, a different viewpoint and a different perspective. And that's exactly why we put this show together. So we, we appreciate that. Uh, when you're out in the ocean, you're out hunting ducks on open water. How do you go about spreading your decoys? Uh, well, we've tried many things over the years. We've been doing this for close to 40 years. People do long lines and stuff like that, and I see a lot of stuff on the Internet. What do you use for long lines? We don't use them at all. I can decoy better birds with a fraction of the decoys that they do with long lines. Long lines just look exactly like what they are, long lines of birds. They don't look realistic. Uh, when we see duck hunt, we can get away with a dozen scooters and do just as well or better than they can with a hundred decoys on long lines. All right, Captain P, we were talking about spreading decoys there and you were, you were saying that long lines just don't work and you can decoy with a, a dozen decoys and do just as good or better than people with a hundred decoys on a long line. That's that we found that to be true over the years. You can set them out, uh, and it doesn't have to be in a V line or a T line or an X or any of that stuff. Set them out randomly, just like the birds land, and you'll do fine. If you're sea duck hunting, you need to be willing to take 40 yard shot with some sort of pretty good ammo. Um, you can kill them with with regular steel, but if you can get step up a grade or two on that, you'll do better. Sea ducks are tough. Divers are tough. Uh, divers, you can get it to come in a little bit closer. Uh, but yeah, you, you're, you're not going to decoy a thousand that big, uh, raft of birds out there, but you'll, you'll decoy what breaks off from them. Sure. And, uh, you know, let's talk about ammo for a second because, you know, a lot of guys ask us, you know, hey, what brand of ammo or what should I shoot or what shouldn't I shoot? What, what brand of ammo or is there a, a, a specific type of ammo uh, that you would recommend and why? 
Um, it, it, that's really difficult to say. The, the problem is there's some very expensive stuff. The best load on the market that I know of is heavy shot, terribly expensive. Most people can't afford it. Um, and if you're going to miss a bird, it's going to be a very, very expensive miss. It, uh, you get buck fever with that because every time you shoot it, it's a lot of bucks that you're shooting out, three, four dollars a load. <laughs> uh, yeah. And regular steel, if you hit the bird uh, with regular steel, you'll, you should be able to bring it down. We have people that do that all the time. Uh, there's a new one on the market, and the the name escapes me right now, but I hear a lot of good stuff with that. It's a, a copper-coated business, and um, maybe the name will come to me, but has it yet. That's okay. Uh, but uh, we a regular steel load is uh, if you're if you're going to do we have many people that shoot three boxes of shells a day, mm-hmm. so for it to be affordable, you know you you've got to stay in that range. Uh, sure. I don't want to give negative reports, but I'll be happy to if you want me to. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. This isn't really about being negative. It's really just about offering suggestions. And you know, and you're right. I, I've I've been fortunate enough to shoot some of the heavy shot. It is a great load, but you know, at two or three dollars, a, 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 you're right. I mean, I mean, that's why I laugh because I've never heard it. You know, position like that, you're you're shooting bucks, and you really are. You're 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 going to get buck fever, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I I, I don't want to miss on that stuff, and so that, that totally makes sense. And it's not really about this or that ammo per se. It's it's more about. Uh, what what works for you, and if you're confident and you know your weapon and you've practiced enough, it, it really comes down to you know if, if you can hit a target at 40 yards and you know what ammo you can put through your weapon to to hit that am- to hit that duck at 40 yards, then by all means you know go with that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I've learned, right? The 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 inexpensive stuff kills them just as good as the inexpensive or just as good as the expensive stuff. So um, especially if you miss them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. It becomes a lot more affordable, and on top of tra- paying to travel, and then pay, paying paying your guide, and then tipping your guide, and having food and lodging and everything else, right? You know, uh, let's just let's just keep it affordable and and do what works for you. So it doesn't necessarily mean going and get the most getting the most expensive stuff. Uh, how do you go about adjusting your spread as the season progresses? Well, our spreads are are different than than most of the people in the country. We have a lot to deal with. We have tides to deal with, and typically the tide is going to change during your hunt. So all those decoys are going to swing about could be uh, 30 feet in the opposite opposite direction when the uh, when the tide changes. Uh, the tide goes up and down three to four feet. So there's a lot of things that that affect us that don't affect the inland hunters. Uh, the, uh, as far as the decoy spreads, we stick pretty much with what we have. We, we don't adjust size and we don't adjust, uh, again, V patterns and Y patterns and all that kind of stuff. A natural looking spread and we have to adjust for tide, depth and direction. Sure. Makes sense. So I have another question for you uh, on that because I know one of the biggest things is concealment. How do you go about concealing your boat? What type of setup do you have? Um, and, and is there anything that you would recommend anyone who does do open water uh, hunting? Uh, the concealment of the boat is, is 
far less important than people think. If you're hunting old squaw, for instance, the boat attracts the old squaw. Uh, they'll come to the boat. Uh, we're on the coast and we have clamors, oysterman, stuff like that. The clamors drag. They used to have, do it with crabs. They can't do that anymore. But the, uh, when they're clamming, they drag dredges around the bottom, uh, to get the clams. And that breaks up the, the razor clams. And it's pretty much just like baiting the, the, the birds, only it's legal. Um, so the boat attracts most of the sea duck. Uh, and trying to conceal it, I see people putting grass and, and bushes and everything on their boat, and it looks just like all the other bushes out in the middle of the bay, but there aren't any other bushes out in the middle of the bay. So uh, I don't know that you want to flash your boat or anything like that, but it doesn't really make much difference if you're after divers and sea ducks. They don't consider you a danger, typically. And in fact, many times, if you have a boat, it'll attract the birds. Awesome. That's great to hear. I, you know, I, we don't, we don't, I don't know how many, uh, uh, ocean hunters that, that we have that follow us. And that's why I, I asked that question for more of the inland hunters that are maybe considering a, a new challenge or something totally different. Uh, what, what advice would you have for an inland hunter that's maybe looking for just that? They're looking for something new, something exciting, a new challenge. What advice would, would you have for them? Uh, in terms of maybe coming out and considering to do a hunt with you? Well, if they're if they're coming out to do a hunt with us, we'll take care of all those different situations. If they're coming out to do it on their own, they have to be very careful. Uh, the, the, the aluminum boats, and again, I don't want to give negative reports on things, but the aluminum boats, no matter how awesome the name is on those boats, they're not designed for this type of hunting. You need uh, you need a substantial vessel to go out in this stuff. We use Carolina's it's real good boat, and uh, you have to you have to worry about the tide. You can be in three feet of water, which is a real good depth to hunt in, and in a few hours you're going to be bone dry. The boat's going to be setting on the bottom. You can't get out of there, and it can be a long night. So, um, again, if you're going with a competent hunter along the coast. They're supposed to take care of all that. If you're going on your own, you've got to be really, really careful. Um, best thing to do is get a, a competent guide and go out with them a couple of times before you try it on your own. And I think that uh, if you don't want a Carolina Skiff, there's that uh, Duckwater boats, and I'm not trying to sell their boats for them, but uh, that's a pretty pretty uh, hefty boat. Uh, they're pretty seaworthy. They came down under the rodeo down here with us one time. Nice. Well, yeah. And so, Captain Pete, I mean, tell everyone, based on what you just said, how, does, how, do, how do our fans book a hunt with you? Uh, just go on duckguide.com and uh, call one of the numbers on there, and we'll, we'll get you set up. There you go, duckguide.com. Very easy. Make sure to mention Duck Hunting Fanatics so Captain Pete knows that uh, he, he you found him. Uh, through Duck Hunting Fanatics, and we definitely appreciate that. We hope you got some value out of today's episode. And if you're thinking about doing some open water hunting, by all means, give Captain Pete a call. I know he'll take care of you. Uh, Captain Pete, again, we appreciate your time, and thanks for being on the show, and we look forward to having you on, a, on another episode. Real good. We'll talk to you then.